going on, Boo Thanks? It's your girl, Rebecca. And Lily. And you're listening to Just Ghouly Things. Ooh, super spooky, kooky, ooky for the spooky season, Lil. I tried to get a little spooky wind through the barren tree branches going. <laughs> What's going on, Boo Things? We are your beautiful hosts, Rebecca and Lily. Hello. And we are back for another episode. This one, Halloween-ified. Halloween, Halloween-ified, does that sound good? I, I don't know if that's a... Uh, I would say this episode has a full-blown Halloweenification. That's that. I like that. <laughs> Let's pick that word. Halloweenification. Okay. Well, pretty much, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what this episode is going to be. Lily and I found stories on Reddit that are based around the Halloween season. Uh, we actually did an episode a while back on the history of Halloween. It was called Halloween Herstory, episode 4.7. Um, where we talk about the history of Halloween, some scary stories, and also just going through all of our old episodes. If you need a little dose of spookiness, just click any episode and we will supply you with some spooky, ooky stories. Lily, are you ready for my first story? I'm born ready. So I'm coming in hot with something a little different today. Okay. Um, it was the first story I found and read through it. I was like, okay, let's give this a go. Okay. It is titled, Do You Believe in Faye? Now, are you familiar with what Faye is? No, but I saw this story. Mm-hmm. So it's like an elf fairy kind of thing. Oh so, my God. Something a little supernatural, a little paranormal, some weird goings ons. All right. So that's I'm all, I, I love learn I love learning about new um like entities and everything. Yes. So this was written by Rook Skywalker. That's his <laughs> name. And uh this this person starts by saying, I was on the fence about whether or not they existed, but I wasn't pompous to think we are the only existence. We are spiritual, but also skeptics all at once. This is my personal experience. About two years ago, we had some odd occurrences at our home. It was around late September, early October, as the leaves were changing color and you could really feel autumn in the air. If you live in the Midwest or live in a different, uh, if you live in a place that has seasonal changes, the fall air smells different. That's a fact. That is so true. I miss fall air. The crisp leaves and shit. Oh, yeah, I forgot. In Florida, that's, like, non-existent. Yeah, the leaves changing, the foliage is always so beautiful. That's the one thing that I miss is, like, the vibe. It's funny how, like, I didn't even think of that. Like, I'm so ready to move to somewhere warm. But, like, little things like that you take for granted until you're not in that situation anymore. I know. And, like, brown buildings. I miss old brown brick buildings. I do. I do. Everything's brown and beige. I miss it. Everything here is all big and... White. We were decorating for Halloween, so things got moved around a bit in the front lawn to make room for the decor. We didn't think much of anything until things started to go missing at home. A few weeks prior to decorating, I purchased a set of Bluetooth earbuds that I use on a daily basis and carried in my pocket when I went out. After decorating, I went out to the local Target to pick up some groceries and some additional string lights. Later that evening, when I got a call, I looked for my earbuds and couldn't find them anywhere. I was a bit upset and chalked it up to maybe they fell out of my pocket at Target. The next day, I went back to Target just to make sure. Retraced my steps, checked lost and found, nothing. 
Grieving my loss, I bought another exact <laughs> pair of Bezos's, and two days later, the new package arrived at my door, smiley tape and all. All is well again in our little world until a few days later when I was preparing for our dinner. We wanted to do Korean barbecue at home, and we have a tabletop Korean barbecue grill pan, one that you can set on top of a stove, which is fucking awesome. Um, I looked in its usual spot, the corner kitchen cabinet. For the love of all things tasty, I hated the corner <laughs> cabinet. It is where appliances and old pans are sent to live out their days in the dark web-filled corners. Oh my God, I love the brave little toaster. Rarely thought of and visited until we just so happened to be in the neighborhood. The grill pan wasn't there. We took everything out of the corner cabinet and it was still not there. I even had my wife lend a pair of eyes. She went as far as crawling into the Dominion armed with her cell phone flashlight to see if we can rescue the grill pan from the depths, but no <laughs> luck. It was lost forever in the darkness. I'm really getting a very this is so well, I'm, description of this. Damn, I'm feeling this right now. Honestly. Um, as my wife resurfaced from the corner cabinet, and as I wrapped up reminiscing old times with my tam- Tamago pan and the old fondue set, Dinner was a bust that night. Two items missing back to back. Could it be a coincidence? My wife and I spoke. She mentioned that recently she saw a TikTok about Faye and how they can be mischievous. Of course, TikTok to the rescue. Being spiritual, (laughs) this wouldn't be our first encounter with Faye as my wife had made offerings to them in the past for our garden and etc. But this made me think and turn to all-knowing acquaintance Google. Come to find out, Moving things in the garden and in the yard can disturb their habitat and the places that they reside. This can result in angering them. Understandable. Oh. I'd be pretty pissed if I came home from work and my house was moved a few blocks over. <laughs> so, new knowledge in hand, I went out into our front lawn and apologized out loud and explained that we didn't mean to disturb them and that we were only preparing for the holidays. I left out an offering of honey, bread, and milk. Now I wait. The next night, I was upstairs wrapping up some work. My kiddo ran upstairs with my set of Bluetooth earbuds and handed them over while saying, here, daddy. I said my thank yous and didn't think anything of it. When I set them down on my desk, I realized that my new pair of Bluetooth earpods were already on my desk. Hmm. So the kid literally came back with the old pair of, of the AirPods, oh, the AirPods. Or the Bluetooth earbuds that he thought he, uh, that he had left. I tell you right now, this story is either completely real and it was a fay, or this is a new form of birth control. Because if I spent a hundred bucks on AirPods and my kid took them, hundred bucks, hundred bucks is like a refurbished, like used ten times over AirPods. These are like a what fifty two fifty. Yeah. Oh, I got my. I have knockoffs. I got them at the Hudson News at the Orlando airport. Okay. If they work, they work. Twenty four ninety nine. Can't beat that deal. <laughs> Wrong budget cut, y'all. Anyway, um, I ran downstairs and asked my wife and kiddo where they found it. My kiddo responded, oh, they were just sitting right here on the coffee table. <gasps> Eyes wide, I explained to my wife, those were the missing pair of earbuds that I had lost a little over a week ago. We were both speechless as we cleared off the coffee table looking for the earbuds that night it had went missing. Later mm-hmm. that night, while my wife took a bath and I was preparing dinner, I decided to visit my friend, the tomato pan. I can <laughs> my way into the corner cabinet, phone in hand to pull out the pan. And guess who's sitting there? The Korean grill pan that was missing only 24 hours earlier. 
Oh, we fuck. Ex- no, I'm out of mm-hmm. here. We couldn't explain how both the missing items showed back up, but I told my wife that I had apologized out loud the day before and took out an offering. Sometimes just because we can't explain it doesn't mean they do not exist. Thanks for oh. reading and have a wonderful day. Wait, I do love this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, that's a, that's actually kind of a cute one. Yeah, like, the fa- first of all, could you imagine being the neighbor and just seeing this grown man walk out into his garden and be like, hey, guys, I am so sorry that we disturbed your home, just moving things <laughs> for the holidays, and you see him just leave a little thing of honey with bread. It's like, what, what are you talking to, the birds? Listen, if that were me, I'd be like, bro, same. Thank God I'm not the weirdo on the block. <laughs> be like, wow, someone just got promoted to the the block weirdo, love that. <laughs> Not me anymore. No, I, I honestly, and I, res- I respect that. Mm-hmm. I do. And it reminds me of kind of, I don't know, like maybe like in a new workplace or when you change schools or something and you kind of need to like assert your dominance over someone like, but not with the human in the story. You know what I mean? Like you gotta be like, yeah. no, like that's my desk. And then they're mm-hmm. like, oh, sorry. And you're like, no, we're cool. And then you become like besties and you just coexist. Yeah, like, yeah, It yeah. reminds me a bit of that. I get that. I get that. Because fairs right? are known I, to be like mischievous and like kind of like in a way how Tinkerbell is, how she's kind of like a snot and like is wanting the attention all the I time. I love it. Needs and you just give her a little attention. Live. Yeah. Like a little, yeah. That would be me. I really, but, if you were, let me ask you this. Because I, I like these creatures because they're like somewhere between paranormal and like mythical. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you could be anything from like a cryptid to a little garden gnome, right? What would you choose? Hmm. This is a loaded question. This is something I had to sleep on. Um, I want to be a skinwalker so I can like transform into whatever. I thought I you'd wanted. say that. Yeah. Well, what what's your answer? What would you choose? Did we ever do an episode on melon heads? We did, right? I feel like we talked about, it, but I don't think we did a whole episode on melon heads. I don't know if okay. we could get enough information on it. Yeah, kind of melon heads, just because I like the word. But I think I would probably be. I want to give the standard millennial mermaid. Okay. Answer. But I would have to say, I would want to be a fairy. Okay. Maybe right? one of like the fairies. Yeah. Yeah. That, oh yeah. So I could still kind of like wreak a little havoc, but be like, I'm just, just I'm, yeah. It's yep. not like the, the Sour Patch Kids where it's like, they're sour and then they're sweet. Then they're sweet. Dude. In perfect summation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent That's call from Ms. Gruber. That's the vibe I'm getting. But then there's so many comments on here of like, I believe in Faye. When I was little, I visit. I was visited by the most beautiful, small fairy godmother type lady made of light. Um, I was apparently told my dad uh, by my dad that a fairy lived under the bridge at the bottom of our garden. Um, other people like just talking about their accounts of um, mm-hmm. being around Faye and how you have to as as beautiful as they are you also have to be respectful of them yeah as a prime example of our first story is like don't mess with their shit they've been here a lot longer than us and they even though they're small they're mighty and will make themselves known got Um, it yeah like territorial i'm sorry did you see that she said there was a fey living under the bridge 
like, I guess they have like a little, like, um, in their garden, they had like a little bridge, probably like a decoration bridge and the fairy would live under there. No, that would be me. I would want to be the cutesy fairy who's all adorable and twinkly, but I'd actually be like, you know, I'm at Louise. I'm six. I live under under the the bridge. bridge. (laughs) (laughs) I like that you caught on to the edit I was going to make. And this is why we've been friends for so long. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. Well, that was my first story. Lily, what's your first story? Let me open her up here. Okay. This one is called My Experiences with Family Ghosts. Mm. Let me just zoom into the page here. Okay. What's your Sorry, I couldn't get the Zoom to load on my uh, laptop. So I, when I reloaded it, I did it on my thing. You're all okay. good. All right. So this is by TN Hillbilly. Okay. And it goes like this. So the house I grew up in, which I still live in, is haunted. It has been for as, it has been for as long as I can remember. We're pretty sure it's just family members stopping by to say hi. Oh, I love that. I do love that too. We love family visits. When I was a kid, my dad worked nights, so it would always be me and my mom home alone. And every year around Halloween, something odd would happen. Usually strange noises or voices that no one could have made. I have also been told that as a toddler, I would often talk to someone who wasn't there. We believe it was my great-grandmother. Another oddity is the rose bush by the corner of the house. My mother had told me that anytime it has a singular red rose that someone was going to die. Oh. Yeah, I know. Started really nice, didn't it? This will be important for later. Foreshadowing. But on my own, uh, but onto my own personal stories. My mother passed in 2020 from unknown reasons. Oh, on the night of her death, something strange happened. I had come upstairs from my wood shop in the basement and my wife and I had gone outside to smoke and let the dogs out. This was around 10 p.m. When we came back in, the door leading to the basement was wide open. My wife had noticed it first and said, honey, you left the door open. But I didn't. I know I didn't. When I had come upstairs, the door hadn't latched all the way, so I had pushed it firmly to ensure it closed. I told her as much, I told her as much, and we ran back outside with the dogs. I put them all in my truck and grabbed my gun to check the house out. Protect the dogs at all costs. Absolutely. Sketchy people try and enter our house through the basement door from time to time, and we thought maybe I had forgotten to lock that door and someone was in our home. I went back inside and immediately shut the basement and locked it. I checked the house over from top to bottom and nobody was there. Now, we knew strange things happened and just chalked it up to the house ghost doing its thing and went about our business. An hour later, my grandparents were beating down the door to tell me that my mother was on the way to the hospital and we needed to get there. Well, as fate would have it, she passed away that night. When I arrived back home in the morning, I happened to look at that rose bush and there was a singular red rose. Wow. Following her death, my younger brother moved in with me and my wife. It was a couple months later that I was laying in bed, having just woken up, checking my phone when I heard his bedroom door open, then shut. Mm. 
I would normally chalk it up to still being sleepy, but our cat had heard it too. He leaped off my bed and ran straight into his room. I thought it was odd that he would be awake so early, so I got up to check on him. He was still asleep. The mm. only explanation I have is that it was our mom checking on her youngest. Oh, I like I that have explanation. I know it's sweet. I have a few other unexplainable things too, if you want to hear about them. So um, there's no new stories yet, but mm-hmm. I thought this was just a cute, cute little one, sweet, still sad, but you know me, I am a sucker for the stories of pets and family, family members who still check in. Like, you know, think, like that's my shit. Yeah. I think that that's like, all of our soft spots. Like, you know how people like cry when they watch the videos of military people coming home and like surprising their pets or their children. Yes. Oh my God. The pets. Oh, that's, that gets me the most emotional. That will literally, I am a pretty stone cold bitch. Most of the time that I will look like a leaky faucet when it comes to stories like this of like family members, especially recently past family members, just showing signs that they're still, amongst us just in like a different and in a a different uh what would be the word a different form kind of like a different wavelength than us yes Um, it gives validation that there's like more than just this and I think that's very comforting for people you're right I think that is so popular across the board because it is something that everyone can relate to and that like I feel like even some of the, like, the stone-cold, like, hardcore skeptics, like, you know, it even, for some of them, might strike a chord with them, too, because we all lose loved ones, and to, like, even, I remember saying something to my mom about it once, you know, about are they signs, and she was like, listen, if they are, that's so amazing, and if they're not, I'm still going to believe they are, because, it makes me feel a lot better and happier. And I know they wouldn't want me crying. Which is true. Yeah. We need to find ways to facts. Yeah. And I don't think as humans, we're ever meant to really know the real answer behind it. I think Mm -hmm. that life is just up for interpretation and like, however we decide to like decipher things that go on that are not within explanations of science. Mm -hmm. We just kind of have to like, we like, as humans, like our purpose in life is to like have beliefs and stuff. And it doesn't necessarily mean like religion or spirituality, but like we seek like answers and like, we're Mm -hmm. never going to, we're never going to get all the answers that we're looking for, but it's like that thrill that like drive to like explain things. That's kind of like how like mythology started. It's like trying to figure out that big ball of light in the sky and yeah, you know, what is that big white circle at when it gets dark? And that's just like how we've become the civilization that we are today is just yes. like looking for explanations and like finding beliefs in certain things. So, yeah, no, I, I, I love that. And I totally agree. And I feel like also a lot of beliefs are rooted in truth more or less. Like, yes, who really knows? Like, what the overall truth is. We're just living a truth that like we're, we're kind of taught to believe. Exactly. And that's that, you know, why do you think there's so many common like mythical creatures across different cultures, right? A like the truth, but B the different interpretations and then, you know, things being passed down orally, you know, I mean, you know, like we do this all the time when we'll read about um, like, 
different cryptids or spirits. And it's like, well, some believe this, some believe that. Well, it was word of mouth. Yeah. Oh, we it's should be historians. Right? When are we Look starting our history podcast? I have my little monocle and my little Earl Grey tea with me while I talk about more historical <gasps> a, events. A tweed jacket with elbow patches. With the elbow patches. Mandatory. Don't send it to me without the elbow patches. If it's not elbow patched, I don't want it. And the shoulder pads to give me broad shoulders and makes me look like I have better posture than what I don't have. So if you get all of that, what do I get? Uh, you get... I get the canvas uh, crossbody bag. No, you get like the Hillary Clinton fit. Yes. 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 Hillary what? Clinton fit and the, and the cut. You have to get the Clinton cut. No, I'm not getting the cut, but I do love, I love a pantsuit. Oh, the iconic, Lily, you would fucking rock the shit out of a pantsuit. Oh my God. And I could, yes. No, that's it. Okay. We love it. Love to see it. Right. We've got it covered guys. But going back to what we were saying about the cryptids before I say my story, um, like it's true when we talk about Bigfoot, there's Yeti, there's Sasquatch, like Mm -hmm. they're all... They have a lot of like a common denominator of like what this thing is, but yeah. because of the word to mouth, like you were saying before, it changes over time. So mm-hmm. it really does like sometimes like you have to think like we all think because we're in different parts of the world, like we're so different in our cultures, but like are we really? Like I feel like if we actually sat down and like talked about like things that we believed in or like things uh, how we perceive the world, we'd actually have a lot more than common than what we as a society think we have or don't have. My dad once said um, to achieve, you know, um, the ride we went on at Animal Kingdom, the rapids, Cali River Rapids, where you're all Mm -hmm. with a bunch of, remember when we met that family and we went on again? Yeah. My dad once said when I was about nine years old, he was like, if you want world peace, take every world leader, throw them on a raft ride and they will bond over who's going to get splashed the most. We have got to put your father into some political party and start making moves because this Rafting man. party. <laughs> that's what he's registered as. Yeah. Raftist. Raftist. Southern raftist. <laughs> oh, my Love God. Love play okay. on words. Oh, all right. So my second story is titled Overnight at My Aunt's Home. And this is written by Revan13666. Ooh, 666. I don't like that, but okay. Uh-oh. Reading on. I just want to share a haunting um, and my first brush with the paranormal when I was 12 years old. My house is adjacent to my aunt's house, formerly the previous generation's home until they went on their separate ways after college and my grandparents moved to the province, leaving it to my aunt. Since I don't have my own room, my parents, young brother, and I sleep in the same bedroom in our one-story studio-type house, I would usually sleep over whenever there's a room available if my cousins or her were out of, were out of town since I want to have privacy at times to play video games without being nagged about bedtime. My cousins think their house is haunted since people were supposedly tortured nearby during World War II before the house was built, according to his classmates who lived in the neighboring streets who in turn point to their grandparents as their source for the story. My aunt, on the other hand, dismisses them. It would often scold us for thinking that someone died there. Same with my parents. According to them, they've lived in the house since they were born and never felt, heard, or saw anything paranormal. When we ask my grandparents, 
All they knew was that it's a junkyard when they bought the lot Mm -hmm. in the 70s after escaping from Vietnam and never asked the previous owner about its past. Although they urged me to pray whenever sleeping over just to be safe. As for me, I didn't experience anything except for loud footsteps in the hallway during dawn, which I just had attributed at the time to others in the household going to the bathroom or for a snack downstairs. That is until I was home alone for the first time. My aunt, cousins, and parents went to our province to bond with my grandparents. I didn't go since there's nothing to do there. Once they left, I locked all the doors and windows and set the alarm before going to my aunt's room. Right next to the bed is a television screen where I can view our CCTVs. After checking the premises, I just played the video games and watched a bit of Japanese you-know-what. Wink, wink. Oh my God. Okay, this is... T- and we're out of time. <laughs> and we're canceled. Um, <laughs> and that was watched until 3 a.m. I went to the bathroom before sleeping where I passed by hanged laundry. I could have sworn seeing a silhouette wearing the clothes and just standing there. However, <coughs> I just... Bless you. Oh, sorry. I, just, I just continued with my business and thought nothing of it. Must have been my imagination since I'm sleepy and read somewhere that the mind can play tricks and senses in the dark. Very I smart. Said, yeah, very, being very logical about this. We love trying to debunk things. I was suddenly awakened by loud footsteps in the hallway and around three knocks in the bedroom door an hour later. Fearing someone broke into the house, I took my aunt's forty-five caliber and butterfly knife as I checked the CCTVs. Everything's clear inside, all the doors, the windows are intact, so are the walls. There's nothing on the other side but complete darkness. On the yard, there's nothing but frogs, which have made it their home for some reason. I looked at the back, I looked at the crack on the bottom of the door and saw feet barely covered by what seems to be a white dress outside. Fuck no, not the classic white dress. Standing in front of the bedroom, it seems. I could have opened the peephole to see who it might be, but my gut told me I shouldn't. So I didn't. I called my aunt, but no answer. Thought of doing the same for my parents, but the fear of being reprimanded for still being awake at 4 a.m. took over. As for the police, they told me I was just imagining things and hung up. They had a bad reputation. They had a bad reputation in my country for being abusive and lazy slobs. Oh. With nowhere to find help, I just pushed the chairs in the room towards the door, placed whatever I could on top, covered myself in bed, and hoped for the best as whatever is outside started stomping back and forth across the hall as if having a tantrum. By some miracle, what is there, Lily haunting this place? Stop! (laughs) I'm much more mild-mannered now. Which means I'm still definitely not. We still love you nonetheless. Thank you. By some miracle, I eventually fell asleep. Last thing I remembered was still seeing nothing on the CCTV in the hall. When I woke up around noon, I saw all the lights in the house, except in the room where I am in, open. I told my aunts and parents what happened and got them to admit that the house is indeed haunted. How? Well, a concerned neighbor who lives at the end of our street asked them, who was the girl in white who she (gasps) saw pacing around inside my aunt's house on the second floor on her way to work around 5 a.m.? Fuck no. As it turns out, my aunt and mom dabbled in witchcraft in their younger days out of curiosity after hearing it could bring them good fortune in school. Fantastic. Perhaps even gain the attention of their crushes. They must have attracted some elementals during their rituals, which they would prefer for the kids not to know since they'd gradually, in the process of having them, had removed them from the houses. Apparently, that's the reason my grandparents had the trees in the yard cut down the yard itself cemented 
incest burning on most nights, and priests and fellow practitioners visiting regularly to check up on things when we were at school or on vacation. Okay, these were all red flags leading up to this event that no one was going to mention before the situation. And you're just going to leave a child in this? Why not? Why not just just leave him to fend for himself? He'll be okay. It's like the fucking 70s when they used to smoke in front of kids and be like, no, it's good. Otherwise, they'll be allergic. Got to start him young. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. I continued my sleepovers. Although I have the lights in the hallway and restroom turned on and the other rooms I'm not sleeping in locked from the outside when I'm alone. The activity eventually ceased a year later, which was in 2005. Although they seem to return in the form of footsteps or unintelligible whispers in the hallway and stairs late at dawn during Halloween and All Saints Day of years ending in odd numbers, except for last year, 2021. We just ignore their visits as long as they don't hurt anyone and we don't see any full-bodied or any type of apparitions. It's nice of them to stop when someone's going to and from the bathroom or downstairs. Very nice of them. Yeah. As for as for why it took 20 years for the elementals to be removed, or at least their presence reduced to quote-unquote visits, according to another practitioner, it seems every time a horror story is told verbally in the house, which is almost every Halloween, the <laughs> elementals are convinced to stay longer. Thus, it's been forbidden to do so there ever since 2004 for good measure. If my cousins want to tell ghost stories or watch paranormal stuff, they just go to our house to do so or use headphones. Ours is safe, spared from paranormal activity in my aunt's house, supposedly, because mom buried some kind of charm below our living room that she bought from church before taking the nursing board decades ago. The end. Wow. What a story. What a story. There's a lot to unpack there. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. I feel... I would if I were this kid, like I'd feel a little played. How so? Oh, like the fact that like the family kind of like gaslit him to think nothing was going on, and that like yeah, he just yeah. was thinking be like, things up. Like I'd be like, you know what? Now I'm watching my corn with a C at full <laughs> volume. I'm gonna I'm gonna airplay it onto the TV. Everyone gather around, get some popcorn. And I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna have you do the laundry, mom, until all my socks are stiff as boards. Oh my God, Rebecca, too far? I'm sorry. Okay, so my second and last story is by a user named Trashly95. Same. It's called Saw a Light Orb Slash Flash Visible to Our Own Eyes. Can anyone explain? So uh, it says cross-posted. Just a disclaimer, I know you were dying to know. I hope I'm doing this right. Forever lurker on Reddit, but never posted that I can remember. Anyways, I've always been into spooky stuff, mostly Halloween in particular. I'm pretty gullible in general and a people pleaser, but still am a skeptic and not super convinced that the way TV shows and how some people portray ghosts is real. I disagree. Zach Bagans really gets possessed every week. That being said, still open to the idea of energy, I don't know what I'm saying, LOL. I'm not educated on any of this either. Just wanted to leave this disclaimer before sharing. So, so far, I feel like we're all on the same page. I think this person needs to join us for our next episode of Just Ghouly Things so they could shoot the shit with us. Yes, Trashly, give us a call. Okay, it was literally Halloween, almost a month since my grandma had died, and it was 3 a.m. So, 
We as know soon as I read that, is. I was like, this is in the episode. Halloween and 3 a.m.? The story already sounds not real, but I wasn't the only one to experience this. My boyfriend slash partner slash child's father was there also. So whatever it was, was very real to us and just not explainable. We both saw it. My partner and I got back from trick-or-treating with our one-year-old at 9 p.m. We put her to bed in between us and stayed up pretty late. We live in a garage apartment and stairs lead up to our level. The backside of our home was ground level, but the front has a flight of stairs. At night, we shut all of the blinds and doors in our in rooms besides ours. Our blinds were closed, though. So the bedroom my daughter didn't sleep in across the hall was shut. The bathroom door in the middle hall, in the middle of the hall, was closed. We had the TV on. It was a super small flat screen. Sometime around 3 a.m., we see what looks like a bright LED light manifest in the hallway before we could investigate what it was. It shot into our bedroom and lit up the entire room for maybe 20 to 30 seconds. It didn't light up the hall, didn't light up the hall like this, just looked like a small ball of light in the hall. In our room, however, it looked as if someone flipped the light switch on. It was so bright. It was a whitish blue color, much brighter than the TV. It happened so fast, we couldn't really process what it was. As soon as we saw it, it was gone. Once again, the room was dark, and all that we saw was the little brightness and color from the small TV. We came to the conclusion that it couldn't be a car. The front of our home, where we may see headlights, is far from the road and not level to the ground for such a bright light to come into our home. I do have to say, side note, that's one of my favorite things they do um, on Ghost Hunters, right? Is when they drive by with headlights to try to recreate yes. things. I'll yes. never forget, Love like, that. the. I don't remember exactly, but the first time I saw an episode where they did that, you know, and we were like 11, I was like, wait, that's so smart. Our blinds were closed and our backyard is gated. It could have been a kid messing around in the backyard with a flashlight, but the blinds were closed and it was bright inside of the house. Plus, we can hear everything in the backyard. My partner walked around all outside after because he thought it may be an intruder or a kid. We just couldn't explain it, but it scared us so badly we couldn't sleep until we dozed off sometime early that morning. <laughs> I was afraid to sleep every night for as long as I could physically uh, stay up for about a month. I was just terrified to sleep. I would try to wake up around that time at 3 a.m. again because I was afraid to sleep. Um, and it would happen. Not sure why or what I would do. <laughs> Bitch, same. Um that's so true. I, like, what, if that happened again, what are you going to do about it? Exactly. I tried to Google this for a while, but couldn't find much info at the time. I also don't necessarily know how to word it to find experiences like mine. It happened in 2015. My grandma died October 9th, 2015. This was October 31st, or really November 1st, since it was 3 in the morning. I'll probably try to Google it again as a few years have passed. Maybe there's info or stories like this. My boyfriend always tries to explain it as a kid with a flashlight outside or jokes that it's aliens, which creeps me out. He admits he's actually still scared of it and likes to joke about it or not talk about it at all. (laughs) Oh my God. I have a feeling if energy after death exists, maybe it was my grandma. She Mm. lived in the garage apartment for years before she died. My dad moved her in there to better take care of her and my grandpa since it's his garage apartment next to his house. Mm. 
she was an amputee. And with my dad caring for both parents at home, she didn't get to get out much. All she saw was the ceiling that I often look up at in the garage apartment and Lifetime movies on TV. I really feel for her and how hard her and my grandpa's last few years were. Maybe I just want it to be my grandma because I was grieving and still am, but I just can't explain what this light was. It didn't come from the overhead fan or two lamps besides our beds. Everything was off even after it happened. The room went back dark. Has anyone experienced this? I feel like if a name for it exists or someone else has seen this, I can stop wondering. It could have been electrical. My boyfriend is ironically an electrician now, but still has no answers. I like to be able to explain things. And then we have an edit. We have three family deaths in October, all on my grandma's side, who died in October. Uh, her mother died on the same day, seven years before, and my great aunt died um, by suicide. This was my grandma's sister, October 11th, 2005. Not sure if it's relevant, but I always thought it was interesting and comforting. Hmm. Yeah. Um, there's no comments yet for any further um, elaboration. It is a 20 day old, old post. So I guess in the grand scheme of like Reddit, it is relatively new. Definitely spooky, kooky, ooky. Again, a sucker for the cheesy ones. I do think it might be sweet that um, if it was like the grandmother or anything to kind of form as a light and come check in on like a dark night. Yeah. You know, the 3 a.m. is what makes me be like, oh, yeah, paranormal, baby. Yes. So this is where my head is going towards because you have the day of the dead which mm-hmm. is i believe it's on it's oh yeah it's november 1st going into november 2nd oh so, so 3 a.m on halloween i don't know if that was technically then if that person meant like november 1st or it was like halloween night like i don't know if yeah. that's like what they meant so she said she said she touched upon it. She was like, it was Halloween, technically November 1st. So I think she's also oh, kind of so on the fence. So that's about, when Dia de los Muertos yeah. is, Day of the Dead. So maybe it was like, not that she celebrates it because she didn't mention it. But, yeah. you know, maybe it there was like a portal or something that... <gasps> I love portals! Her, Yeah, her loved ones that have passed on to create, you know, because it, it takes a lot of energy for these spirits to show themselves. Yeah, especially like in a form of light as like an energy ball that takes a I lot. Was, so I was kind of thinking that too. Like if there's three maybe with of, a bunch them, of them, yeah. Let me see how many of them had passed away by then. I believe it was all three by then, right? Yeah, and that because I know that they say that for newer spirits, it takes them longer to like yeah. get used to the other side, and maybe they're not as strong. So yeah. maybe all, all three. All three of them had passed by now, yeah. So maybe those other three spirits or the two other spirits that passed away were helping the grandmother move on and were working together to give this person a sign that they're with them. And there was opportunity that night at 3 a.m., which is like, you know, the spirit hour. Yeah. That's actually, I love that, yeah. Yeah, and it was in a, a, a scene, an area where this grandmother had spent her last years. 
So Mm -hmm. I just think that that is the most logical explanation besides thinking it was a stray light from a car or a street light that went out or something. Um, It definitely makes more sense. Yeah. I mean, and especially, I feel like there's always a little more credibility also. I mean, you know, I, when I'm not present, I feel like there's more credibility to two people having seen it and verified. Yeah. Right. Cause like, like she said, even like her partner, he was like, he's so freaked out. He doesn't like to talk about it or will only joke about it lightly. Try to make light of it. Yeah. And that's how, you know, it's serious. Mm-hmm. And you know, the guy you're with is like, mm, I'd, I'd rather just joke about it or not discuss. Yeah. You know, it's serious when like you take a super traumatic event and like make fun of it so that you yep. can like find a way to cope. That's literally and- my like major coping mechanism with everything in life. Oh my God. Exactly. That's what they always say. Like the happiest people are also the saddest. Cause it's like, you see the people going around making jokes and it's like, Ooh, that comes from a place of sorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you know, you know. Okay. <laughs> so my last story for today is titled my haunted house story. And it is written by ground zero content. I've dealt with the paranormal side ever since I could remember, but this is the story that happened in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. My wife and I moved in sometime in September of 2014. We bought the home at auction and it needed a lot of work. The home was built in 1969 and it was all original to that date, even down to the shag carpets. The house sat on 12 acres with only three acres cleared around the home other than some random trees, but the rest was fully wooded. The basement was gross and musty. The ceilings were low in places with the pipes and ductwork running throughout. I had an odd, strange feeling when walking down there. The previous owners left the deep freezer and what they had inside of it made me question the things they were doing in the basement because the freezer was full of different animal carcasses that had been stripped of meat, random bone pieces with little bits of fur still attached. There was also a gallon bucket sitting there full of blood. Yeah. Our very first night staying there, my brother and sister just decided to stay over with us. We were all hanging out anyway, and it got late, so they decided to stay. While we were there, we were unpacking boxes and decorating for Halloween. I started walking the empty boxes and totes down to the basement, and while down there, something caught my eye. I saw what looked like a slim box sitting on top of the ductwork. I walked over and pulled the box down, and sure enough, it was an old 70s Ouija board. <gasps> not thinking, not thinking my too fucking much dream. about it. Mm. Not thinking too much about it, I grabbed it and brought it upstairs and sat in our dining room hutch for decoration. The night was getting late. We were all getting tired. It had to have been around midnight. We decided to head up to the second floor to go to bed. All the bedrooms were dispersed on the second floor. My wife and I took the master bedroom and my brother and sister took rooms of their own. We lay there trying to doze off and suddenly we heard what sounded like closet doors sliding and slamming shut. The sound of running and stomping back and forth in the hallway. My wife had to get me up to tell my brother and sister to stop that we, stop and that we were trying to sleep. I get up to go to each of their rooms and ask, what are you guys doing? We're trying to sleep. And in their words, they said, I thought that was you guys. I decided to grab my gun thinking, okay, maybe someone broke into the house. I slowly walked downstairs, clearing each room as I went along. My wife, brother, and sister followed behind with a gun of their own. We cleared every room. There was no one in the house. Suddenly it dawned on my sister. It's the Ouija board. I quickly grabbed it from the hutch cabinet and took it back to the basement. It was silent for the rest of the night. As time went on, the spirit was making itself known. We would have to block the basement door shut because we were constantly finding it open. 
Anytime we had to go down into the basement, we felt its presence. It was demonic. We were hearing it up. It, we would hear it walking up to the second floor, walking around the bedrooms. Doors would randomly shut. The lights would randomly surge. I began seeing a dark shadow figure. It wasn't just any spirit. It was a dark spirit. It felt oh. demonic. If I felt like I was losing my mind. Voices were constantly in my head. Sometimes they were whispers. Other times they were louder, but always sounded muffled. I couldn't ever make out what they were saying, but it was all the time. The only time the voices weren't in my head was when I wasn't home. We had chickens and a sheep that died for no reason. All of our vehicles constantly had problems, including our mower. One day I was putting laundry away. I had the windows open to catch a summer breeze because our HVAC didn't work very well. And I heard a strange sound, so I looked out the window and listened. It was coming from the right side of the woods. It got closer and closer, and then that's when I saw it. It was either a hellhound or a werewolf walking through our front yard and disappearing into the woods on the other side. I was so shocked seeing it. One random night, we were watching a movie. The light surged, and we heard the basement door slowly opening. I jumped up and wiped the door shut with a chair. Another <laughs> night, I walked past the basement door to find it open, no lights on, and I hear my wife calling down, calling my name. I thought it was so strange, so I didn't walk down there. I then heard walking above me. I slowly walk upstairs to the second floor. I make my way up the stairs, turn the corner to find my wife in our room. I told her how I heard her voice calling my name from the basement. What did it want me down in the basement for? <laughs> the, the presence continued and it was making us feel on edge, tired. I was hardly sleeping. I tossed and turned and the voices grew louder and louder, yet I never could make out what they were saying. After a few years, we decided to put the house up for sale. My father-in-law was over helping, working on a few things before the house hit the market. While he was there, doors slammed shut and voices started to enter his mind. He even said he couldn't make out what they were saying. Eventually, we moved out and the voices went away. So there are a lot of elements to the story. You've got yeah, so doppelgangers, shadow people, cryptids. Yeah, number one, I hate it here. Yes, yes. Number Me two, too. as soon as I saw the animal fucking carcasses, don't care when, don't care what time, don't care where, run to the other end of the country. The shadow people, that's the one thing. The dark spirit, I really don't fuck with. Like, if there's like little mythical shenanigans, and I say this when it's not happening, who knows if I'm for real about it. And maybe I could deal with, but the second I see a giant, tall-ass, shadow, malicious spirit, goodbye. Mm -hmm. Goodbye. I like how this person also mentioned the hellhound. I feel like we never really have talked about hellhounds as being like a cryptid. I, I really thought it was cute that they brought up my ex. I agree. <laughs> we love guest star appearances. Lily, um, mm -hmm. are you ready to shout out some socials? Um, before that, I have something to say. My Ooh. mythical creature has been changed from fairy sprite to ringwraith from Lord of the Rings because those dudes are scary. Think elvish dementors. You can follow us on Instagram at Just Ghouly Things Podcast. Follow our personal Instagrams at Rebecca Ruber and Lily <laughs> Balthasari. I love this point of view I'm seeing right now. I wish you guys could see this. Smile, screenshot. You can like our Facebook page. Just Ghouly Things Podcast. Join our private Facebook group. 
Just Coolie Things podcast group. Buy our merch at tpublic.com and search Just Coolie Things or rebeccaruber.com slash shop. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience they'd love to share on our show, feel free to email us at justgoolythingspodcast at gmail.com. Hope you all have a happy Halloween and we will talk to Boo next week. Goodbye. And try not to get possessed. Do your best.